Hello, this is Dr. Beverly Wright, and thank you for listening to Tag Data Talk, sponsored by Emory Continuing Education and hosted by Dr. Beverly Wright. Emory Continuing Education offers many certificate programs related to the practical application of machine learning, data science, advanced Python and Tableau, and other analytics tools and methods. These applied programs leverage experienced executives, academics, and practitioners with advanced degrees to deliver these Saturday courses typically taught in around 10 weeks. Learn more about the emerging technology programs at Emory Continuing Education to help boost your career advancement at ece.emory.edu. I hope you enjoy this episode of Tag Data Talk. Hi, I'm Dr. Beverly Wright, and welcome to Tag Data Talk. With us today, we have Peggy Sai, and we're talking about enabling AI efforts by improving data governance. Welcome, Peggy. Thanks, Beverly, for having me here today. Great, 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 great. Well, let's start off with a little background. Peggy, tell us, why are you so cool? I mean, you've written a book, so you are pretty cool. Well, thank you, Beverly, for even considering me in that cool factor, I'm certainly if you were to ask my son, he would not think I'm cool. <laughs> but I think in terms of why I'm cool, I think I'm doing a lot of innovative and exciting things in the area of data and data management. I really like to be a thought leader in the spec that there's a lot of exciting things that are happening with AI and machine learning. There's a lot of really fantastic analytics and initiatives going on. But the, the fact that the premise of all this great work um, focuses on data management and data governance. And those are my strong competencies. And I like to think that's what makes me cool. That's my superpower. I really know a lot about it. And I love talking about it with lots of people. And I'm happy to be here today to kind of share my enthusiasm with everyone. That's awesome. And people, it, I feel like data is becoming like the last, the lost art that we're so focused on um, modeling and AI and data science and, and some of the technology that we're forgetting is sometimes about data. Um, so that's what I thought was interesting about your topic because it talks about this, um, basically the highest level of analytics there is, which is AI. And you're talking about something as rudimentary as data to help enable that. And so I'm really interested in, in what we have to say. But just first to kind of level set, what do we mean, because uh, when people hear the term AI, artificial intelligence, they think of different things. So just can you give us a little bit of an example and context of um, what do we mean by AI? Sure, and I agree with you. There's uh, a lot of um, different understandings when you know the word AI, artificial intelligence is being used. Uh, you know, I think it's always, um, it's a catchphrase too, right? If you see AI, it catches people's attention. Um, so I think when I, uh, use the term um, AI, I, I am equivalenting that to machine learning. It's about how we can use and teach machines and algorithms specifically to um, predict and understand and data sets and understand how trends are happening and really being able to do that on large scales, right? Prior to that, you had um, people like humans like eyeballing data and um, looking at uh, data sets in order to understand discrepancies, but now, now we can take that power to the machines to look at scale and being able to um, get those results much faster. So when I think about some of the business use cases, especially in the financial services industry, um, certainly it's not pure AI, but it's more of um, intelligent machine learning 
with supervised machine learning, with um, you know, input from you know, subject matter experts and business stakeholders to refine those calculations and algorithms, but certainly um, heading towards the direction of um, really artificial intelligence. Okay, gotcha. So doing things that a human would do to help optimize model building. Don't you wish you had invented that? Like it's such a it's such a simple idea, really, but it's, uh, it can definitely get complex because I remember this is really dating myself here, but I remember back in the day when uh, there, there really was no machine learning and I would iterate and iterate and iterate. This is um, when I had analysis paralysis, like, like no model was good enough for Beverly Wright. Like I kept iterating and trying to make it improve and get it better. And so that process of teaching the machines to learn how to try to optimize that model building um, process, that's kind of what we mean, which is probably the most common form of AI and machine and data science, which is machine learning. Okay, so with that as our context, um, and again, I love this contrast of like, that's kind of the supreme, and now we're talking about the rudimentary, you know, mm -hmm. the data. So what does data have to do with it? Where does, where does the role of um, getting your data right, where does that play into this notion of optimizing your AI efforts? Yeah, no, so um, I, I love your analogy as well because it is really um, two ends of the spectrum here. Um, I think that a lot of end users or business stakeholders, they, they look at the end result, which is obviously what can AI do to help me. But in order to get to those, to those results, in order to trust the results and to um, you know, look at a, a really pretty dashboard or um, really nice output, it really hinges on the, the data itself that got there, got to that model. So um, if you think about a model that has a lot of inputs, it has a lot of features, it has a lot of, um, it needs to have a lot of data in order to come up with those results. And there are, you know, from my experience, um, you know, basic principles in, in data management that are not always adhered to in order to um, make sure that the end machine learning results are you know, accurate, is it trusted, is it fit for this particular purpose, for this particular use case? You know, um, it's like, do, do you, it's, it's like almost doing many clinical test trials, right? Do you actually trust something at the very end? And you wanna make sure that the fundamentals of it is done. And so that's where data is so important. Um, you know, you want to have things like completeness in data. You want to make sure that you're training a data model with the most optimal data, the most current, accurate data sources that are available. You want to avoid things like um, putting um, bias in your data. So that's why when I think about data management, uh, it excites me, uh, but I always question um, the results because I want to make sure that the data scientist or the data analyst that is collecting the data, analyzing data, that's um, scrubbing the data, they did done the right methodology in order to make sure that um, you know, those results can be trusted. And um, you know, because really because business decisions are being made from these results. And you know, it's, that's why it's, it's so important that um, models are done with great transparency and with as best accurate data as possible. Yeah, I mean, and sometimes, as you know, Peggy, the, the, there's medical decisions that are made, or, or this could impact how you um, manufacture a scalpel, which goes into someone's brain. I mean, th these are this could really impact, 
you know, quality of life or even lives um, in, in some cases and definitely uh, business decisions. So it sounds like you're saying, if I'm hearing you correctly, things like um, the accuracy of data, the, the volume, the quantity, the um, inherent bias is always so difficult. Uh, the choices, even the data itself, we've already sort of biased based on the choices of the features that you've chosen to put into your data or into your model. Um, but it sounds like big picture, what we're talking about is best practices. Um, would that kind of summarize in general? Like, don't, you got to remember, if I'm hearing you correctly, you got to remember the best practices about your data if you ever want your AI efforts to be realized. Does that summarize kind of what you're getting at? Yeah, exactly. Um, but unfortunately, the there's always a there's a gap between um, the people, the data science team that are doing the analysis of machine learning, and unfortunately, there's a, um, oftentimes in organizations they're a completely separate group of data management folks, and they're the ones that are responsible for ensuring the quality of the data, the completeness of the data, and they're doing things like data metrics and data monitoring. So what I'm saying is that there's, um, you know, the, the people that are doing the fundamental data management work and the data science team, they don't always talk to each other, right? Or they don't always understand what they're each doing. So I always advocate for both teams to be communicating with each other, understanding each other's process so that they can work in a fluid end-to-end -end process. They, um, you know, oftentimes I worked with data scientists. They don't question the source of the data. They don't question the completeness of the data. They just want to know what sandbox can I point to and start um, running all their algorithms. You know, you're smiling, Beverly, because that's oh, true. Yeah. Um, and that's what they're trained to do, which is fantastic. Um, my career has always been, um, you know, predating that to the, the data management team, right? The, the folks that are providing data for an entire organization, all the different types of end users within a company, not just the data scientists, but there are folks like, you know, that do dashboards, dashboarding reports or things like that, or like a business analyst who just wants to look at data. I want to make sure that holistically data is used consistently across the organization, but also for specific needs and helping to serve my specific customers like a data science team. Awesome, and I'm over here taking um, some notes because the next question I was going to ask you, and I think you've kind of already answered it, so we may be able to move to the, the one after that, is um, why is it so hard? Because applying best practices to data and getting in order to optimize your AI efforts, it seems like, gosh, it's so rudimentary. How in the world are we getting this wrong? Why is it so challenging? I don't understand why this is so uphill, you know, but it sounds like if I'm hearing you correctly that there are a few key things one is that uh, this is people, right? We're talking about people here, and um, there's a, a level of anxiousness in some ways, and I see this so often, that's why I'm sort of granted, where the analytics teams and data scientists are just like, just give me the data. They don't question it, they're not critical about it, they're just like, just give me the data. So this is people. Um, secondly, sometimes the organizational structure, um, maybe erroneously, that's an uh, organization where it's hard for, for these groups, especially the business, the IT, and the data scientists, it's hard for these groups to really speak in a fluid manner that is truly needed. Um, I think the third thing I heard you say is, um, I wrote down empathy, you know, that uh, there's a lack of understanding, but it's, it's more than understanding. It's actually like an empathy 
about what the business is going to, um, how they're going to apply these kind of results, and therefore it all matters. It goes all the way back at the at the stream to the the source of the water, um, and that empathy and lack thereof. So it sounds like those are some of the reasons that um, are top of mind on why this is so difficult. Does that make sense to you? Did, did I misstate anything? No, I mean, I, I think you, those, those are certainly the top three um, points. Um, in addition, um, I think in many organizations, no one has really stitched the full end-to-end process together. So end-to-end really meaning the starting point is how the data is created, how is it consumed, how is it um, shared and used within the organization. Um, I think um, people think in siloed ways. So they think of only within um, their, uh, you know, their role, their group, which is understandable, right? But um, there needs to be an, a data executive like a, or a chief data officer or chief data analytics officer that can really help stitch together the processes so that it's fluid. There are no data silos um, that all teams can pass and work along quickly and smoothly. So an, another point I'd just like to make is, and the reason why there's such a disconnect um, is that um, oftentimes data science teams, they wanna move quickly, right? There's this a mentality of self-service. I don't want a technology team to be limiting the speed of work for me. So I just wanna just point me to the data and that's it. And so, but the, the issue though is um, when I think about data governance is it's about guardrails. It's about making sure that there are guardrails in place so that end users, such as data scientists, uh, know that sometimes the data that they're touching is, is private, it's sensitive, it cannot be used for further reporting or analysis. And this comes to point, especially with um, privacy and protection laws like GDPR, General Data Protection Regulation, and um, in California, California Consumer Rights, it says that you cannot explicitly use your customer data in models. And unless you follow the guardrails that the data management team has put in place, whether that's proper tagging and labeling, classifying the data, you wanna ensure that the entire organization is compliant and following these regulations. So that's why regulations, guardrails are in place and that's what the responsibility of the data management team is about. And you know, if they can do that and um, the data science team and all the end, other end users can follow the rules properly, then the whole entire company will be happy and compliant. I love it, I love it. So that, you, it's like you read my mind, you know my next question, because I was yeah. gonna ask about solutions. So, and then um, the last question I'm gonna ask you is about how do you know that you've gotten there, that you've won? But it sounds like on the solution side, um, you have really, really great suggestions. Is, uh, it's really more of uh, processes and establishing uh, guardrails, not not like strict rules, but like this is this is the parameters. Um, you also mentioned communications and uh, being able to understand each other between user groups and different types of you know functions like data science, IT, and the business. And I love this one. You mentioned a senior data sponsor or a senior sponsor. Like this has to come from. Uh, you know, a fairly high-level executive that, we're, listen, guys, we're going to pay attention to our data. We're going to really put an emphasis on it because downstream, this is where we really get our value. Like having good data doesn't do you a whole lot of good unless you do something with it. But you can't do something with it until you have good data. 
How do you know you won? Like, how do you, how, do you, how, how can you look at a company and go like, they seem to get it? Like, what, how does this manifest itself? Yeah, so that's a great question because I, I do work with a lot of different companies of different maturity levels. And what I've seen is um, companies that have won or have succeeded have those things that I talked about in place, right? They have um, an executive leader um, that focuses on data strategy and data execution, um, you know, thinking about the data and the analytics. Um, that's one thing. And they have a cohesive way to have a data foundation in place. Um, they have usually a, a great catalog or inventory of their data, of all their data assets, allowing, um, you know, data analysts to, to really search and, and find and discover data and then have a, pro, a data quality program in place where they're monitoring and remediating data. So those are some important aspects of, you know, governing data that's in-house in and then allowing access, easy access for your end consumers to be able to find, search, request the data. We don't want to stop or slow down innovation or, you know, the, all the good things the data science teams are doing, especially for AI machine learning efforts in the organization. But we want to be able to ensure that the data that we do provide for them has gone through some sort of governance review or certification process so that it's been stamped with the, you know, the approval that it, it can be used. It's almost like it's been certified. So that's why it's so important for organizations to demonstrate this. Um, and I know oftentimes for um, internal audits, external audits, it's almost like a, a mandatory artifact that they need to show that they have a process in place, they're certifying things. Um, and then the, the other aspect of it is making sure that uh, the data science team has that access to that data without um, slowing them down. But as soon as a data analyst looks at the data, they need to um, understand the data itself. So oftentimes when I talk to data scientists, um, they're spending most of their time finding the data, right? They're asking the technology, technology teams, where's my data? What does this column mean? And then like sometimes the, there'll be funky values and they all have an encryption code. And it's like, that is, that should be fixed by data governance, right? Data governance uh, with a catalog and a business dictionary should define what table columns mean in layman's terms, in business logical terms, but it also should be um, interpreting what you know those reference values mean. Sometimes um, it's a key code, right? So don't stand in the way of the data scientists. Make things transparent, clear, and easy with good documentation. And again, that is the responsibility of a data management team. Um, that's what they should be doing and providing as a foundation for the organization. That's fantastic. I love it. I'm chuckling through half of that because it's so relatable, Peggy. Like there's so much stuff that I see, you know, um, from our clients and from other experiences that I've had that are, are right in alignment with what you're talking about. So you know that you kind of won and you got there when there's um, access to data. And I'm not going to say frictionless, yeah. but but less friction uh, when it comes to like data, finding data. And I, I love your scenario because I remember um, plenty of situations where it was like, oh, well, this field is 
you know, total sales and this field is total sales. Why are they different? And, and help me understand how this one was gathered and without having um, the right cataloging, the right lineage and the right understanding of where this data came from and how it came to be. It's really difficult to know what to include in your model. So mm-hmm. access, having the cataloging, uh, a less friction uh, journey of data and ultimately sounds like, oh, and you mentioned culture. You didn't directly say culture, but I heard a lot that sounded like culture, like a, a data culture that's inherent throughout the organization. And I think ultimately um, decisions being made, leveraging data and models in a quality manner. So it sounds like all those things are ways you can look at a company and go like, oh, they get it. <laughs> that's yeah, not fair? Exactly. And there are standard um, assessments out there that can help organizations, um, you know, decide where they are in the maturity scale, but those are the big components, right? The, the people, the process, um, you know, having that right technology in place, but I wholeheartedly believe uh, the, the factor that is hard to measure is culture. Um, there are things yeah. that organizations can do to improve culture with more training or more communication, but ultimately it's about, um, you know, each individual, regardless of their role, if they're in data or not in data or technology, or not technology, they really have to understand, you know, data is a strategic asset. And I actually was talking about it in a webinar, like, but people don't know the value of, of data and how it just, you know, spreads across every single process, every single activity an organization does. And until business executives and leaders tie in those key metrics and key KPIs to data, it's going to be very difficult to, um, to improve and to, to move the needle the right way. Awesome. Peggy, what final piece of advice? You've given us lots of great content to better understand the scenario, why this problem exists, how to overcome it, and how do you know that you've kind of won or at least gotten on the right path? on this journey, but what final piece of advice would you give to an analytics professional trying to get better about enabling their AI efforts through data governance? The, if I were to only give one advice, um, it would be to, to, to work with your, your data management professional in your organization. If you don't have one, I would suggest you learning the basic principles of, of data management, data governance, and um, you know, ensure that you are not um, repeating or duplicating any processes. Um, you know, be communicative and transparent in, in everything that you do in terms of your, your data collection and your data usage. I think that all helps in providing the transparency that's needed so that the results of your AI efforts can be trusted and repeatable and reusable for other other assets or other projects as well. That's awesome. I love that your final piece of advice is culture. It's not something technical or technology oriented. It's, it's culture, man. Like you can fix this. Everybody can fix this and, and get better at it. So thank you so much, Peggy Sai, for speaking with us about enabling AI initiatives through better data governance. Thanks, Beverly, for having me on Tag Data Talks. Thanks for listening to Tag Data Talk, sponsored by Emory Continuing Education. I'm Dr. Beverly Wright. Have a great data set.